gotta get uphill, he shouted over his shoulder. And she saw the chicken clutched under his arm and the blue bead strung in his beard. The baker, Norg. His wife ran behind him. Get out of here, Jandara. Cran! Jandara shouted again. The boats at the piers were already high and dry. Jandara! A tall man with sandy hair and beard, Moral, caught her by the arm. Tell me the boys are already headed up to Borak's house. I haven't found them yet. She caught the look of panic in his eyes. I'll get the boys. You get Layla to high ground. She can't walk yet. The fever's got her knocked out. Then you better hurry. She broke away from him, her own fear climbing in her throat. Cran was a smart lad and level-headed for a twelve-year-old. He should have made it up from the beach by now. The crowds pressed against her, and she found herself shoving aside old men, children, anyone that stood between her and her son. She could already see the ridge of water forming on the horizon. It didn't look like much right now, but she knew these waves to be deceptive. When it hit the island, it could be devastating. Her boots slid on the mud of the beach. Were they down by the boats or over by the caves? The beach itself was empty, dotted with abandoned clam shovels and buckets. Cran! He couldn't answer, of course. That only made it all the worse. Her boy, her precious boy, was mute. Help! But Auric wasn't. Cran's best friend shrieked like a stuck pig, his voice bouncing off the rocks by the caves. Anger lit Jandara's blood on fire. Even on a good day, the caves were dangerous. She raced toward the rocks and then skidded to a stop. Oh, shit. She stared at the two boys on the nearest outcropping of rocks, unable to quite make sense of what was happening. Her son had Oric by the arm, but the other lad was clearly stuck between the two great rocks, the space she herself had passed through a dozen times, collecting muscles. Help! Oric screamed again. Cran looked over his shoulder, his eyes black circles and a two-white face. His little dog burst out of the gap between the rocks, whimpering. She was caught in something as well. Some kind of thick, sparkly rope had wound itself around her chest, binding her to the stones. Jandara scrambled up beside Cran. The ocean began to growl softly. The sound of all the rocks and debris it had sucked up now grinding along at the bottom of the seabed. She could feel sweat prickling in her armpits. The same tough rope had snared Oryx, she saw. Jandara drew her sword. She'd never seen a rope like this. It clung to the tow-headed boy with the stickiness of tar and it shimmered with a pale, purple-blue light. It reminded her of a spider's web, if the spider were the size of a small cottage. She hacked through it, 
glad she'd sharpened her blade. The roaring was getting louder. Cran jumped down beside the dog, pulling on its front legs. Cut the dog free, Jandara snapped at him. He shook his head wildly and held up an empty hand. Where's your damned belt knife? He must have left it at my house. Oric was nearly babbling. He wriggled and twitched as the words bubbled out. We were whittling, and then we needed muscles for your birthday dinner, and... He broke off at the fury in her eyes. She seized the boy by the armpits and yanked him free of the rocks. A strip of skin ripped free of the back of her hand, stuck fast to the strange silk, and she hissed. Now run! She slashed the binding on the dog and then sheathed her sword. Get running!